at first glance, people might think, you're crazy, Jesus. What are you talking about? But we've been explaining them and looking at the spiritual truths that Jesus has, presenting, has been presenting to these people. And as we look at these 18 verses, um, we are going to see Jesus challenge these people again. Um, Jesus is going to be challenging the motives of his audience. He's going to make the people consider why they do what they do. What are their motives behind the religious activities that they do? And uh, that's, a, that's a fair thing for us to examine today as well. well what, are your, what is your motive behind why you do what you do? The different religious activities that you might do, what is your motive behind that? Um, is, your, is your motive trying to earn God's favor or trying to earn favor of people that might be observing you? What's your motive? And Jesus is going to clearly question these people and challenge their motives today. But let's pray, then we'll jump into our text, and we'll try to cover um, these, these 18 verses. In, did I say John? Or did I say Matthew? We're in Matthew. I, oh, I apologize, we're in Matthew. That's a good start. Let's pray together. Dear Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you that we can meet together. Thank you for the freedom that you've given us uh, to be here. I, uh, I, I pray that you will give us understanding of your word. I pray that you'll work in our hearts and our minds and our lives. I, uh, I pray that we'll be sensitive and obedient to your leading. Um, I, I thank you for your love and your faithfulness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So Matthew chapter 6. This will make more sense if we're all in Matthew. Starting in verse 1, we're going to read the first four verses and then we're going to kind of go back and explain them. Take heed that ye do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. So, as we go back to verse 1, Jesus starts out with, with take heed. What's he talking about there? What, what do those words mean, take heed? You can probably guess it. It means pay attention, be cautious, or be aware. So Jesus is about to speak some truth that he's telling these people to pay close attention to, to be aware of this truth. Then he says that ye do not your alms before men to be seen of them. It's understood by Jesus that giving is something that these people should do. So he's just going right into it. Hey, when you do this, pay attention that you're not doing it to be seen of men. Um, my question is, what are alms? That's not a word I, I typically use on a daily basis. What are, what are alms? Alms uh, originated as an act of mercy or pity, is what an alm is. It came to be used primarily of giving money, food, or clothing to the poor. Giving of alms refers to actually giving. 
to an action. It's not just speaking of the feelings of pity, like, oh, I see you have a need, I feel bad for you. That's not giving alms. Giving of alms is, is seeing that need and then taking action to try to help meet that need. It's seeing a need and taking action. And that's a, that's a great thing to do. That's something that, that we can still do today. Jesus here is addressing the motive behind the action. When you give, he's telling them, don't do it to be recognized. If you are giving to be recognized, you have no reward of your Father in heaven. Now think of the people who had been giving that way their whole life, who had been giving to be recognized of men, and that was their own motive, and all of a sudden they're hearing, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. You've been solely doing that for the purpose of being recognized, and that is, that's the extent of your reward. You're not getting one from your Heavenly Father. And in my mind, rewards from God are the only ones that truly matter, that eternally matter. What a shame to do good but miss out on the rewards from God because they had the wrong motive. Yes, they were doing a good deed. They were doing a good action. But if their motives were wrong, they're missing out on the reward from God. Look at verse 2. Where, Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. It's, if you'll step back and, and kind of look at this, what Jesus is saying, it's almost, it's too sad to be comical, but it's almost comical to think of this with people standing in the synagogues around the, the corner of the street and blowing a trumpet, announcing, hey, everybody, look at me. I'm about to give this, this needy person some money. Could you imagine that scene, how, how silly that would be? Um, I mean, just think of that. To actually watch that happen, that'd be, that'd be crazy. And, and it's like here Jesus is, is just almost exaggerating to get his point across, where he says, hey, there's these people that all they care about is people knowing that they're about to do something good. So they're making this big scene. Look at me, look at me which is, is what they were doing in a certain way. But Jesus says, therefore. And when you're studying the Bible and, and you see the word therefore, you ask why it's, why it's therefore. So we look up to the first verse. Take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them. So Jesus is warning, hey, you shouldn't be doing these good things, giving this charity to be seen of men. You shouldn't be blowing a trumpet. You shouldn't be announcing yourself that, hey, Hey, I'm giving. I'm doing this good deed. Everybody, come watch. Come get an audience here. And you picture people in, in uh, like New York City where, have you ever seen those guys? They like do stuff with trash cans, make, make music, or paint themselves silver and act like a robot, you know, to try to get this big crowd. And that's almost the picture that we see here is people saying, hey, hey, look at me. I'm about to do this. Or... Well, we'll just move on from that. I don't want to get too carried away. But what Jesus is telling them is don't sound a trumpet before thee. Don't make an emphasis on you and the fact that you are so great 
and that you are giving. How does Jesus refer to those people? What word does he use in verse 2? Hypocrites. He calls them a, a hypocrite. And in the Greek, the word, you've heard this, I'm sure the definition of what a hypocrite is, is it's, it's an actor who would actually put a mask on to pretend that they were something that they were not. They were trying to act like they were something that they were not. So we understand what a hypocrite is, someone that pretends to be something that they are not really. Jesus says, you know why the hypocrites give? Why did he say? To be applauded and seen by others. They're sounding this trumpet in the synagogues and the streets. They make a big commotion so that everybody knows who is giving and how much they're giving. And you can almost, in our modern day, place it to where the offering plate is coming around and you flick the bottom of the, the offering plate so it makes a big loud, loud ting as you put your envelope in. And people are smiling at me and laughing, but I've seen it done. Like, hey, I just gave, you know. It sounds silly, right? But that's real, real life. And Jesus is addressing people that are, that are giving and that are doing these good deeds to be seen of men so that people will think they're so great and they're so spiritual. They want everyone to know how great they are and how much they're giving. And that's not what it's about. Who gave them the ability to have that money or those supplies to give away? Who gave them life? Who gave them breath? They are making it all about themselves, and they're robbing God of the glory that belongs to Him. Verse 2, Verily, that word means surely or be sure that they have their reward. And we know who that reward is not from. It's not from God. Right? We saw that in verse 1. Their reward is from those recognizing them. Their reward is the vain, empty applause of men. Because when people decide they don't, they don't like you anymore, or you're not doing enough for them, they're gone. And you're left standing alone, holding on to what? That vain reward that you used to have because they thought you were so great. And it's gone. It lasts for a moment, and it's gone. Jesus confronted the wrong way, now he explains the right way. Verses 3 and 4. But when thou doest thine alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. He says when you give, don't make a big show. Give so your left hand doesn't even know what your right hand is doing. And what we have there seems to be a proverbial uh, phrase, but the idea is clear what Jesus is, is speaking about. We're to give without making a scene or a show. Secrecy or privacy in giving in the sense that we are not giving so that others will applaud us. God knows how much we give. God knows why we give. Whether we blow a trumpet or not, God sees and God knows. God sees, God knows, and, God's, and God rewards. Jesus is addressing motive. Can you see that? 
uses four verses to address the motive of these people. Doing something good, doing something right with the wrong motive is what? Hypocrisy. And Jesus makes that clear. Um, that one would make you think, or at least I hope it will. Doing something good, something right, with the wrong motive, according to Jesus, is what? Hypocrisy. So, with that in mind, shouldn't that make us think a little bit? Why are we doing what, what we're doing? Why were these people doing what they were doing? Do we do so others think that we're, we're so good and so great and, and so spiritual? Look how self-righteous I am. What, what's the motive? What motive do we find? Our motive must be glory to God, not glory to self. Let's take a look at the next section. A lot of verses here. Verse number 5, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father, which is in secret, and thy Father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions, as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. There's a lot going on in these verses here. Um, we could break this down into several sermons. Um, so we're not really going to study the specific prayer that Jesus gave in this passage. So as I skip over it, don't be like, hey, what's he doing? Um, we might look at that next Sunday. I'm not sure yet. For today, I want us to look at the motive and the attitude behind the prayers that Jesus is addressing. Verse number 5, And when thou prayest. So we, we have this thought that when you pray, indicating that they should, understanding that they would pray as Jesus is addressing them. He says, Thou shalt not be as the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Jesus is making it clear how, how you are not supposed to pray. Um, it, it's not so that others can see how spiritual you are. And Man, did you hear that amazing prayer that, that he mustered up? When your motive is just to say this, this incredible rehearsed prayer so that others can see, man, that guy is, is good. He, he knows how to communicate with God. He's got his stuff together. 
that's not our motive, is, is to make up these elaborate prayers. That shouldn't be our motive so that others see how great we are. That's not what it's about. We shouldn't be sounding our own horn or, or pointing to ourselves in our prayers. That's not what it's about. We have an opportunity to speak with God. That's what it's about. It's not so others can see how great we are. Verse 6 in verse 5, we saw how not to pray. Verse 6, But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. And what we have here is we have Jesus addressing this, this personal, private prayer time when nobody is watching or knowing but God. And there's this time when we can communicate with God. And the only person that knows that we are praying is God. What, what is your prayer life like then? Verse 7, But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. That vain repetition is talking about empty and meaningless. Just idle, thoughtless chatter. Where you're just going to God with with the same rehearsed prayer. Maybe it's long. Maybe you use big words. Maybe it's really, really a good one. When we pray, we need to think about what we're saying. God's not impressed by the big words that we know or the, the, these huge words. It's a chance where we get to pour ourselves out to Him. And this... This vain repetition, this empty chatter, this much speaking is like we're trying to use God to glorify ourselves. Like saying a public prayer and thinking, man, that was a good one. I hope everybody knows how spiritual I am. Did you hear that big word I used? Instead of an opportunity to communicate with the most High God. Jesus is addressing the tendency here for people to try to elevate themselves and their great prayers. We need to think about what we're saying and not just go through the motions. Verse number 8, Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask Him. Now isn't that interesting? God already knows what we have need of before we talk to Him in prayer. But God still wants us to pray. He still wants us to communicate with Him. That's pretty incredible that God wants us to communicate with Him, that God wants to hear us pray. And, and we find all kinds of different prayers in the Scripture. We find corporate prayers. We, we find people praying in prayer meetings. We find people praying all alone and, and begging to God. We see these different, different prayers. So don't misunderstand what's going on here. It's, it's not wrong to pray in front of people. But what's our motive when we, are, when we are praying? Is it to glorify Him or to use Him to glorify us? And as we're thinking about, be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask Him. The purpose of prayer is not to inform God, but to come before Him sincerely, purposely, consciously, and devotedly. 
And I borrowed that quote from someone else. I'm not that intelligent to make that up. But when we get to go to God in prayer, that's the attitude that we should have. Consider that we get to communicate with the Most High. Matt, Pastor Matt talked about a holy God. We have a holy God that we are able to communicate with through Jesus Christ. How incredible is that? But how often do we go to that prayer time nonchalantly or going through, going through the motions of, man, I didn't pray yet today. I better get this in. We have a chance to communicate with God. Prayer, we see here, is another important thing to do. But we must watch our motives. And that's what Jesus is addressing here. Hey, don't just pray so people can think you're great. There's more to it than that. Then we get to verses 16 to 18. Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thy head and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Fasting. What, what, is, what is fasting? It's, I guess, simply to not eat food. Um, it's supposed to be um, a form of, of set-aside time where we are devoting ourselves to God. Um, generally, you skip a meal or a few meals, um, and you spend that time with God in sincere prayer and sincere communication with Him is generally what fasting should be. But what it came to be here is it came to be perverted beyond what was scripturally sincere. Did you see what the people were doing, how they, how they were misusing it? They were literally marring their faces, probably rubbing ashes on their faces, making themselves look miserable, making it very obvious that, hey, everybody, I'm trying to fast here. I'm extremely spiritual because I am fasting Look at me, look at me. That's what's going on, and that's what Jesus is addressing here. And it became just this, this perverted thing. It became an outward display of self-righteousness. Look at verse 16. Moreover, when he fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Verse 17 and 18, But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thy head, and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Fasting, we see, is between you and God. If and when you do fast, it is not for self-glorification. You don't go to your friends and say, hey, guess what? I'm fasting. It's a time of secret, sincere communication with God. 
it should not be a display of self-righteousness. Self-righteousness is not righteousness. It's hypocrisy. Because we know that in us dwells no good thing. The only way, the only righteousness we have is found through Jesus Christ. And the covering that He provided for us for our sin. With His death, His burial, and His resurrection. That is where our righteousness comes from. It's not through these good deeds that we might do. Jesus confronts three spiritual or religious activities of the day. Things that these people would have known, and they would have known a lot about. Because remember, at the street corners and in the synagogues, people are boasting and bragging about what they were doing. Listen to my prayer. Do you see my fasting? Look how my countenance is. Look at me. I'm, I'm giving to the poor. I'm helping this needy. I'm giving this much money here and there. Look at me. Look at me. And Jesus is addressing that attitude. He's addressing that motive. And He says, hey, those people are going to get their reward, but it's not going to be from my Father. What He is clear on is that our motive must not be to glorify ourself. What do we have to glory in? Ourself. Our motive needs to be to glorify God, to glorify the Father. And as we look at Jesus' ministry, what was he faithful to do? Glorify the Father. I must be about my Father's business. I must do the will of him that sent me. We see Jesus over and over directing glory and praise to God. And that is what we should be doing. And here we have real-life examples, real-life story involving real people. So practical for today. Because we live in a world that wants to boast of self and boast of accomplishments. And look at me, look at me world. When as those who have been saved by Jesus, declared righteous through the shed blood of Christ, it shouldn't be look at me, look at me. It should be look at Him, look at Him. Let's step back and consider today. Who is your life bringing glory to? Is it glory to me, to myself? And think about this in closing. We will have our reward. Just who, who's it going to be from? Let's pray together.